but I knew that if I made that my goal starting out, I would be too intimidated. I would be too perfectionistic and not get anything done. Now that I have one book out, I have so much more confidence. I've always felt in my I was born with several palsies. I have always felt small. I may be blind, but I teach people how to summit. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. We are continuing our Unconventional Leaders series with Megan Starbuck. These are interviews that we've been doing for the past several weeks from those in our Facebook community, and these guys are taking action every single day to use their voice and make an impact in this world. And I wanted to highlight their stories because I think it's really helpful hearing from people who are like you and me and in the trenches and working hard to make their dreams happen. It's so nice hearing their tips and their ideas and their encouragement because they're just like us. They're working hard to put themselves out there and really push themselves to the next level. If you're an author, you're going to love this conversation I had with Megan. Megan has self-published two books. She's working on her third. She has an awesome community where she helps people declutter, live minimally. Hello, holla. Also, she has a book on marriage. And her passion is writing. She communicates through writing. But it's been difficult to learn how to sell and market a self-published book. I know a lot of you guys can probably relate to that. And she shares with us some really creative ideas and things that she's testing out to get these books in the hands of people who need them. And this is the kicker. Are you ready? Without doing it all online. Ooh, wow. I know I hurt some people's feelings out there. But yeah, this in-person thing still kind of works. We're going to go old school today. And I think this is so cool because I don't know about you, we're addicted. We're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to being online. And it's not healthy. It just isn't. We need to step away sometimes and do other things. And she's gone on a social media fast. She's taking a break from things, but still pushing her books and getting them sold. And she shares with us how she is doing it. It's so, so cool. But before we get started, listen, if you feel stuck at all, you want to step up, use your voice, make an impact, but you're like, Heather, listen, I don't know where to begin. Maybe you have a full-time job and it's a time management thing where you're like, I don't even know how to fit this into my life, this thing I feel called to do. Or maybe it's a self-doubt thing and it's this inner critic and it's this fear that's holding you back. Listen, I've been there and I would love to jump on a call with you. Yeah, I am offering free 20-minute coaching calls All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and schedule a time to to talk with me. And we are going to hear about your vision, what you feel called to do. And I can hopefully provide some value to you and give you a few ideas about how you can start going after this thing that's within you to do. Again, just click the link in the show notes, schedule a free 20-minute call, or you can go to heatherparity.com forward slash leader 
and book a time there. All right, guys, let's get into this conversation with my friend and our unconventional leader, Megan Starbuck. Um, the first book I wrote, so I was an author before um, I met my husband, like you said. However, I didn't actually publish the book until like right after we got married. So um, that was kind of nice. And it's this book, Pack Rats to Clutter Free, um, was my first book, um, How I Cleaned Up My Life in Less Than a Year. And it was just, I mean, kind of how it says, like, I was a major pack rat, but I embraced it completely. Um, and then I wanted to live in a tiny house. And so I realized I should probably get rid of some stuff if I wanted to have any space to do creative things. And it was such a great experience for me. And like, I haven't looked back. Goodness, that's been like three years ago. And so that's why I wanted to share my story to help other people who are kind of in my situation. My next book is about marriage and overcoming the fears of marriage and even just negativity surrounding it. Um, so like that stuff doesn't go away when you get married just because you get married. So, um, but then I feel like there are different levels of overcoming that. So I had to overcome it enough to even consider getting married to actually get married. And then now that I'm married, there's still stuff that I can work on in sure. regard to sure. that. And so, yeah. um, I wrote it, you know, the first draft I finished right before, our first anniversary. And so I felt like that was, you know, kind of a unique thing that I wanted and I didn't see any other books before I got married that were just written by such a newlywed. So yeah. Yeah. And you went the self-publishing route, correct? Yes. So with Pack Rats of Clutter Free, I published through Amazon and um, it was an amazing experience. You don't have to put in a bunch of money up front and everything. My husband has really encouraged me to try to, um, you know, find a traditional publisher for this next book. So that's what I'm working on right now. And you've decided uh, recently to try going on social media just once a week. And I just want to, I want to underline that y'all once a week getting on social media. That's intense. <laughs> Because most of us, this is a uh, daily, hourly, minute obsession with social media, and you get on once a week. Yes, yeah, so that's how I was before. So that's why, I don't know, it was kind of crazy making this transition, but it hasn't been as weird as I thought. So, so I used, were that way before. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, oh, multiple times a day, like without even oh. thinking. I would, yeah, I'd be checking Facebook anytime you just have a minute and you're bored. And I actually read about this a while back of how like it's a reaction, like a habit that it just compounds over time. And I didn't even realize I felt like, you know, I'm doing pretty good managing it. I'm not on social media as much as other people, whatever. Um, and so I decided um, from several different things that I wanted to spend more time focusing on stuff that's in person. And partly that's from some of your podcasts I've heard and also your video challenge that you did. And I was posting every day and in a way it's just, even with Facebook and everything, um, just how I feel like 
my posts show up less and less or they get less and less traction. And so my sister has started selling my book in person through her band and she sells almost as many or more than I sell on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this in-person thing is serious. So, um, and I had like a coffee shop that I took my book to as well and um, sold several through that. I think people just actually seeing it really helps. And so the coffee shop, like what, what did that conversation look like? Like, did you know the people at the coffee shop? How did you pitch that idea? No. So, um, it was a coffee shop that's for, um, it's like author themed. So like all the drinks are named after like, where is this famous authors, Warner Robins, Georgia. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. I think it's called coffee and nah, never mind. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, I went there just to check that out. And then I saw that they had some books sitting by the cash register and um, anyway, I just kind of asked them about that and let them know that I'm an author and they're like, yeah, we have this application you fill out and it was super simple. And, um, then I just brought them a few of my books and they're like, we don't really know how to tell you if they'll sell or not. Um, but then once they all sell, we can redo our contract and that kind of thing. So what a cool idea. (laughs) So really you just had the courage to go in there and say, Hey, what does this look like? Yeah. And so, I mean, that kind of thing does take some time. Like I'm like, Oh, that worked out so well. I should go to all these other bookstores. You know, it doesn't always you know, you have to find the different places and right. it's, not a, it's not a bookstore. It's a coffee shop. And I think that's mm-hmm. an, and not to interrupt you, but I think it's so right. interesting because I've been thinking too about, you know, we get stuck in our own industries. Like I know mm-hmm. for me, like podcasting and content marketing, all I do is talk to other podcasters and other content marketers and we're all circling around the same information. And um, I've been thinking so much about like, what would it look like to take my skill sets and things that I do and put them in other industries where it's not as common and see what that looks like. So you or an author have a book mm-hmm. and our thought would be like, go to bookstores, but why not go to coffee shops and other places that might sell books? I mean, I think that's, that's yeah. a genius little tip. Yeah. And like, after I did that, I even heard about where, you know, people recommend doing that, like even like frozen yogurt shops or like somebody had an ice cream recipe book or not ice cream, but like dessert recipe book. And so just that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, I could also go into like spas or something. And that kind of goes with having this like clutter free mindset and that kind of thing. So, so cool. Yeah. So what other networking things are you doing? So you're online. So Okay. We need to talk about the addiction, like how you're able to withstand looking at your phone. So we'll talk about that. Remind me to get back to that, but give me some more ideas of networking things. Like I think in theory, it sounds good to do stuff more in person, but to be honest with you, I wouldn't know where to start. Right. Um, and in a way I haven't like completely jumped into that aspect of it. Really. I've only done been doing this for like two weeks. So I'm still kind of adjusting to being in the area, finding out different places and everything. But like, um, as you said, I'm also getting into photography. And so, um, we have where we moved in, there's like a, a mansion that's like the community 
it's open to everybody or whatever. And so because it's so nearby, I'm, you know, planning to talk to the people there and they've said that I can take pictures outside for free anytime I want and that kind of thing. So then, um, just connecting with those people more and also, um, you know, looking for other photographies, photographers in the area and, um, you know, going and talking to them and, um, talking about, you know, being an assistant for them and um, just little things like that. That's so cool. I had an idea the other day. Um, somebody, we were talking, we were in a mastermind group and we were brainstorming with this yoga instructor and someone mentioned that like races, like 5Ks and half marathons in the city, like getting together, like if you go to apparently Kroger, if you guys aren't Southern, Kroger's the best place ever. It's where you go get your food. <laughs> the grocery chain Kroger, they will give you free water. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what somebody said. If you're going to go pass it out to marathon runners, they'll do like a donation. And so that she was saying, you know, like a yoga studio, they could go to these different races and pass out water and also hand out the card or put their card in the bag. But those little small things like that in the community, I just thought that was a genius idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I feel like it is like the smaller things that we overlook and even just like starting um, you know, small groups or joining a small group, mm -hmm. just connecting that way. Um, and, you know, just going to different events and it doesn't even have to be like something that has to do with, like you're saying, like podcasting or for me, photography, but um, I don't know. And just, you know, spending the time at the event, not on your phone and trying to post pictures of everything, but actually just, you know, talking to Girl, you're hurting like other people. Whatever. People, what? What are you saying? <laughs> I know it's hard for me. <laughs> so, talk to me about the addiction part of it because yeah. um, behaviorally, we're programmed now where it's almost not like the cognitive decision to do what we do. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's just a reflex. And so, I don't know about you, but you can jump on your phone and scroll mindlessly, and you can look up and not realize you did that. Yeah. And so it's like, I've heard, I had heard that before and everything. And I was like, yeah, I do it sometimes. Oh, but you know, the little, um, the things on your phone that will like track how much time you spend on different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so even just doing that and just seeing that it can be hours and it's like, what? And this is just one device, like my other ones I have as well, or like my computer too. So that was another um, good reminder. And so I, I just had that idea, like I could probably get everything done in just checking it one day and that probably kind of reset my habits. And like, it really did help and it worked. And like, sometimes I don't even know where my phone is. Like I don't have it with me. I'll be out in the garden and I'm like, wow, I can actually think my own thoughts instead of just looking at other people's. Like I've gotten some good ideas just from doing that. And, um, instead of just like constantly checking my phone, I'm trying to think what else. And that's another thing, like things where you can't, like you're doing something with your hands so that you can't be on the phone, mm. um, I think is really helpful as well. Um, and so I started doing more of that kind of thing and it's just been really nice. Um, 
And I think part of going to Korea and being so separated from everyone and using social media to connect with everyone um, and then not having the in-person connection as much just really made me want to Mm. emphasize that more in my life, especially when I got back. Getting rid of the using all these like the social media so much I did end up where I would be like okay I don't want to forget to do this thing and I don't want to like put it on my list because it would take me like 30 seconds and so I would still go on Facebook after probably the first week and I would just be like okay I'm just going to sign in check this thing or sign in post this thing and then get off and I would do it like it wasn't like it was pulling me back in so much yeah Um, And so that's been really nice. Um, Just being aware of that really helped. Now you have email subscribers too. So are you still sending out emails to them? Yes. So I love scheduling things. And so I haven't, like I said, with, I don't know, with social media, even scheduled things don't, I feel like they just don't get as much traction. So I use messenger a lot more and I, like, I haven't gotten rid of that but it's still not like pulling at me because you can't really just scroll through messenger and just read your, I mean, you could read your old messages, I guess, but anyway. Um, and That's so a good it, idea, like del- maybe delete your app for that, that requires scrolling and keep the apps that actually mm-hmm. have you communicate with people. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Which also I thought like, Oh, deleting face, the Facebook app, which I haven't had that for a long time. Um, would be really helpful, but I would still just go type it in on my (laughs) search bar. So yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, doing that really helped. So I do have my email list and like right now I'm doing a 30 day challenge and I just scheduled those posts. Um, those emails I've done like one for every day. So they're still getting those. And then I'll probably go back to like once a week after the challenge is over or once every two weeks. Yeah. This kind of reminds me, um, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about being the mayor of your city. And he's like, if you can, everybody wants to get online and reach the world. But if you can just reach your city, if you can win in your city, if you can make a name for yourself within your city, you win. But we don't think that's small because we have these vanity metrics where we want to reach everyone. And I think what you're saying is you're saying, hey, you can make profit. You can, you know, spread your message by focusing on the tangible things in front of you, the people who are in your area, the events in your area, and make progress with that. And I think that is just genius. Uh, It's something Brian and I have actually been talking a lot about And then two, I know there's been several interviews I've had where people talked about the power of DMs and that one-on-one conversation and how important that is. So you've written a book about simplifying your life physically as far as, you know, minimalism and clutter and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of goes back to that. It's minimal, minimal, whoa, let's try that again. Minimizing (laughs) your, uh, your social experience and the way that you're marketing. Um, what are some maybe two or three just small tips that I, you can think about like with me, what are some things that I could do that you think would be helpful in kind of doing what you're doing right now? Give me some ideas. Kind of like we were talking about already, but like finding people who are already selling stuff. Like if you have a product or a book 
<clears throat> which yeah, I know your husband has a book. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like if a gym has a little section where they sell stuff, like you can talk to them about this. And like a lot of people or small businesses like supporting local authors or local other local businesses. So and doing that kind of thing and just thinking of those different things. Like my sister is selling her book. They sell CDs. They perform music like that wouldn't normally happen. It's just that she's my sister and she's like, oh, I like this book and it could help other people. And so she's going to all these places that I wouldn't go myself, um, especially when I was in South Korea. So just thinking about that and, you know, kind of brainstorming different people that you could contact like yeah. that. So find connectors, find people who are good at connecting. Yeah. They're in person that are already um, selling things. And yeah, so it can be an easy, kind of an easy transition, you know, just try it. Like you don't have to make a big deal about it. I've seen people who will go off Facebook and they'll like close their account and stuff. And which for someone who's got a business, that's kind of difficult to do, but you don't have to go that far you can still you know keep it open and do where you're just you know kind of like I was saying like once a week that's easy for me to remember and it's not too far away like a month where I'm like oh I have to get everything done in one or whatever um but I mean if every other day works better for you or something you know just do something that works for you but makes you more aware where can people connect with you online and grab your books? So uh, my book is on Amazon, like I said, and my website is livingtinydreamingbig.com. And that has, you know, a link for photography. It has a link for, you know, living small, decluttering, and then it has another one for um, relationships and marriage. And you can find my um, the, there's like a bonus chapter of my upcoming book that talks about the six like best relationship advice that I got before I got married and it's really helpful. So if you need that, you can check that out. That's awesome. All that will be linked in the show notes. Very last question. Uh, We have a lot of people who are interested in writing their own book and they're going the self-publishing route. What would be just, you know, you've, you've done two, you're working on your third one right now. Some just tangible advice and it can be related to marketing or not, but just advice to that author who is starting their journey, writing their very first book, may feel a little discouraged, may feel some imposter syndrome, may wonder, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different things that could keep them from hitting publish on that. Do you have any thoughts or advice for them? Uh, I have so much. Go ahead. (laughs) One of the biggest things for me, it's like, look, I'm not a best-selling author and I'm okay with that. And Um, you know, it's not that I don't ever want to be like, I think that would be awesome. And that is, you know, something I would like to work towards, but I knew that if I made that my goal starting out, I would be too intimidated. I would be too perfectionistic and not get anything done. Now that I have one book out, I have so much more confidence and like, I don't think I could have even felt comfortable trying to go traditionally published at first. And so I think just taking it, you know, those small steps at a time, I created my own book cover. Like so many people, you know, you'll see all this advice. Like if you want it to really look good, you have to hire someone else to do it, which is fine. But if money is a hurdle for you, like you can do it on your own. And, you know, there's a lot of advice about that as well, but just like trying it. And if you want to just 
try starting with a small like ebook just to get that experience and get something out there and know that you can do that one thing. You know, once I was on Amazon and I like sent my, like I actually hit, you know, for them to send me the proof copy. Like I was so nervous just to do that, but it's like, it's only like five bucks. And then I was able to see like, Oh, okay, this is how it looks. And you know, on the inside and the outside. That's, I was so nervous about the formatting because it's like, I'm a writer, not a like designer. So just going ahead and doing that and then, you know, redoing whatever you need to before you publish it. I think it's just like do that sooner rather than just keep putting it off. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.